This is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah, Christ is risen indeed. Welcome to Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Chicago, Illinois, as we gather folks around the Chicago metropolitan area and also throughout the country who are gathering with us this morning. Of course, as the song says, the church is not a building, but a people. And we certainly know that these days, but we also miss being together in our sacred place, sacred spaces. We're one church in two sites, both in the South Loop here and in Lakeview near Wrigley Field, where signs of spring and welcome are abounding. So we call to mind those places, those spaces that we honor and miss, and of course how church is being done these days. And to imagine in our minds the procession with incense using all of our five senses and how we gather and worship as a bodily incarnated people of God. A reminder that we will be keeping you muted through the service, but right after the first hymn is one of the favorite parts of many where we unmute for Christ is risen indeed, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. So right after this next hymn, please unmute, your, unmute yourself for that greeting. But now, even if you have your camera off and you are presentable, I'd like you to turn it on now so that we can see one another as the body of Christ. That's part of what's wonderful about Zoom Church. And we're going to wave to one another and you can scroll through the screens in the middle and let's greet one another on this beautiful Lord's Day. And just take a look at all the, look at this. Scroll through the screens. What joy is on your faces. And with that, we begin with our gathering hymn.
As Pastor Craig mentioned, you are invited to unmute your uh, computer in order to receive. Yeah. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Praise of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also
God, our shepherd. You know your sheep by name and lead us to safety through the valleys of death. Guide us by your voice that we may walk in certainty and security to the joyous feast prepared in your house. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. The baptized devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and common life, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, they spent, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
a reading from first year. It is a credit to you if, being aware of God, you endure pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you do right and suffer for it, you have God's approval. For to you, for to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When abused, Christ did not return abuse. When suffering, he did not threaten. But he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Christ himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that, free from sins, we might live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and the guardian of your souls. Word of God, word of life. Thanks Thanks be to God. gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Very truly I tell you, anyone who who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They, do, they will not follow a stranger, but they will run away because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved 
and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Christ. This morning, we welcome Jamie Frazier as our guest preacher. Pastor Jamie is the pastor of Lighthouse Church in Chicago. It meets at um, the UCC Church in Lincoln Park. It is a predominantly African-American, LGBT-inclusive church that welcomes all people. And as their website says, that's right. We welcome people of all sexual orientations, gender identities, races, ethnicities, and classes, not in spite of the gospel, but because of the gospel. Several members of our congregation have got connected recently to Lighthouse Church and Lighthouse Foundation. And we are so happy to have this connection due to our work in anti-racism in the past decade or more, and also our 30-year commitment to welcoming people of all sexual orientations and gender identities. Our congregation supports Lighthouse Church and Foundation financially, and many of our congregation members are involved with several of their initiatives. So welcome, Pastor Jamie, to our worship this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Reverend Mueller, I thank you for this opportunity to preach the good news uh, to the congregation of Holy Trinity. I ask that you would join me in a moment of prayer. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to engage in the riches of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lower this preacher now into the utter depths of your righteousness, that I might emerge with a clear word in increasingly uncertain times. God, have your way, for we have come asking the age-old question, is there a word from the Lord? Help us to leave this space declaring, yes, indeed, there is a word from the Lord, for Christ has risen. Let the people of God say hallelujah, and let the people of God say amen. The text before us is a familiar one. You likely have heard it at a funeral or perhaps you have heard it in a movie or a television show. The 23rd Psalm is a popular one. But I invite you this morning to listen with fresh ears, to look with fresh eyes, and to speak boldly with fresh lips. Let us go to this text, for I believe there is not rational certainty, but some blessed assurance to be found in this psalm, which can guide us through these challenging, troubling, and tempestuous moments. The psalmist begins, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We do not know what calamity or what catastrophe has led the psalmist to write these words. We don't even know who constructed this psalm. We get the note before this passage that this is a psalm of David, 
which means that it could have been written by David, but more likely that someone else wrote it and they attributed it to David. This then is why you often see the metaphor and motif of shepherd throughout the 23rd Psalm. Psalms is known as the Psalm book. It is a book of poems that were often read and sung with some musical accompaniment. These songs across 150 songs speak to triumph, speak to loss, and the one before us speaks to trust. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Hebrew word here that is translated as want is the same Hebrew verb found in Deuteronomy chapter two, verse seven. Surely the Lord God has blessed you in all your reckonings. He knows your going through this great wilderness. These 40 days, the Lord God has been with you. You have lacked nothing. You have wanted for nothing. The psalmist here is alluding to Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7, because the psalmist recognizes that this would have been familiar to those who were hearing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It reminds the Israelites of a time that God led them through the wilderness. And we find ourselves now as a world in a wilderness, in global pandemic. I selected my sermon title, Fear Cannot Have the Final Say, months before the pandemic was at our doorsteps. How fortuitous. The, the lectionary has put this in its regular cycle. How fortuitous. For in the midst of this pandemic, we find ourselves declaring that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. Let us listen to this passage of scripture as the Israelites listen to it. Let us remember in this passage of scripture that God is our shepherd. God is the one who will lead us, who will guide us, who will offer us counsel and wisdom. The same God that has kept the Israelites through the wilderness is the same God that will keep us through this pandemic. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters. <laughs> What, what an interesting passage of scripture to talk about during this time when it seems like we are literally on tempestuous waters. Every day it seems to grow. Every day the, the, the ship on which we are living seems to be rocked back and forth to the left and the right. But in this passage, we are reminded that God will turn tempestuous waters still when we recognize that God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. He restores my soul. During this COVID-19 outbreak, I don't know about you, but I needed some soul restoration. 
with each news conference, with each nonsense that comes from our president, Donald Trump, with each moment that I see frontline providers not have the PPE stuff that they need, it damages, it tarnishes, it tears at my soul. When I think of the elderly, some of whom are dying alone in nursing homes, it tarnishes my soul. But this passage declares that we serve a restorer. We serve a redeemer. We serve a helper. This God that we follow will restore our souls even when we feel like we are running on empty especially when we feel like we are running on empty. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. At this time in scripture, in Hebrew culture, the name of a person was significant. It, it represents their destiny. It represents their anointing. It represents their God-given charge. So this Jesus that leads us, leads us not just for self-aggrandizement. No, no. This Jesus that leads us in the right paths does so for his name's sake, for the sake of his name. What is the name of Jesus? He is a deliverer. He is a healer. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the one who upholds us with his right hand. I'm talking about Jesus. He is the one who liberates the oppressed, who includes the outsider and helps us to love, to love God, to love self, and to love others. It is this Christ that leads us. It is this Christ that delivers us. It is this Christ in whom we can place our trust. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the deepest darkness, I fear no evil. Take note of the fact here that God does not promise to eliminate evil. God does not promise to pull us out of evil. No, no. Here, God says, I'm not going to bring you out, but I'm going to bring you through. <laughs> you see, the shepherd that we serve is so trustworthy that even when we find ourselves walking through a dark valley, we are Christ's sheep. We can trust that the shepherd will guide us. We can trust that the shepherd will keep us. We can trust that the shepherd will protect us, even in the darkest depths, in the deepest valleys, in moments of economic recession, in moments of mental depression, in moments of institutionalized white supremacy, in moments of poverty and grief and loss, that is where we can meet Jesus. Jesus is not just the God of the mountain, but Jesus is the one who will meet us in the valley. And I make you this promise, Holy Trinity, as we are moving through this pandemic, you can get a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. You can find him to be a deliverer. You can find him to be a keeper. You can find him to be a sustainer. And you can find him to be a comforter. For his rod and staff are with you. With the staff comforts. With the rod he offers opposition to our enemies. 
sin, death, evil, and the grave. Jesus uses his rod to rebuke those forces, for they will not have the final say. Now watch this. The metaphor shifts from Jesus being construed as a shepherd to now being construed as a host. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Here again, God does not promise to rescue us from our enemies. God promises something much more audacious. <laughs> she promises us that she will prepare a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Who are our enemies? Homophobia, racism, health inequity, economic injustice. These forces that are arrayed against the least, the last, the lost, the leftover, and the left behind. These are our enemies. And in the presence of these forces, this systemic injustice, this institutionalized inequity, in the presence of these forces, God will prepare a table and invite all of God's children to come and to suck together, to commune together, to connect together, to fellowship together, to love together. Beloved, every time that you gather for a Zoom call as a part of the Holy Trinity community, you are gathering at the table. I grew up in an old storied black church. And there was a song we used to sing when the spirit would really rise in the place. Come over here where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is what's going on. God has prepared a table for God's people in the midst of this pandemic. In the midst of scarcity, God speaks to us about abundance. In the midst of fear, God speaks to us about faith. In the midst of isolation, God speaks to us a word about community, even if it is virtual. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a crisis, much like the one perhaps our psalmist is facing, he reminds us that we serve a God who will prepare a table, who will provide community and connection to us even in the darkest of moments. So I encourage you during this pandemic to reach out. The table is spread. Attend worship on Sunday. The table is spread. Reach out to friends and family. The table is spread. Donate to charities that are in need who are helping the most marginalized among us. The table is spread. Even in the midst of crisis, God calls us to community. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The temptation is to turn exclusively internal and fail to look externally and to work collaboratively. But the psalmist here reminds us that God's goodness, God's mercy, and God's favor 
are so abundant that they literally flow over. When we become aware of God's goodness, God's love, God's mercy, God's justice, it becomes contagious and we must share it with all who will hear it and we must embody it to all who will see us. God's cup of grace and mercy overflows for each of us. Let us share it with others in the world, particularly those who are in most exigent need. Surely, the psalmist goes on to say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Now, that might not make you shout, but let me tell you why it makes me want to run around my table like I haven't left my house in two weeks. Surely. <laughs> That's the same thing that the Roman soldier said about Jesus after he died. He, he looked atop the cross and said, surely this must be the, the Son of God. And, and here in this psalm, we read, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I'm so glad for a God that helps me to stand on surely. Surely my faith will endure this fear. Surely I will continue to persevere even in the midst of pandemic. Surely God's justice calls to us even in this moment, especially in this moment. Surely God calls us into connection, into community. Surely this Jesus will sustain us in the midst of this pandemic. I haven't come to preach you a strawberry shortcake sermon, Holy Trinity. The reality is some of our kinfolk have already passed from the pandemic. We live right now in between redemption and restoration, Jesus' resurrection and his parousia. And as we live in this in-between time, sickness and death is still a part of our lived reality. Good folk will be impacted by COVID-19. Christians will be impacted and die from COVID-19. I cannot promise you healing, but I can promise you through this psalm, wholeness. Because the promise we get from God is that I may not rescue you from the valley. I may not pull you from the darkness but I will meet you in the darkness. I will meet you in the valley, and I will walk with you through every step of the journey. I will be with you in the hospital. I will be with you with family. I will be with you in the midst of sickness. This is the God that we serve. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The Hebrew word for mercy is chesed. It means unfailing love. The Hebrew word that's translated here as follow is radoth. It means almost for enemies to pursue you, to stalk you to chase you down. The last promise that the psalmist gives us here in verse six is, my goodness and my chesed, my unfailing love, it will chase you down. 
And the good news for me about this passage is that if God's goodness and mercy is to my back, if, if the twins of goodness and mercy are pursuing me, that means that when I walk into a pandemic, goodness and mercy is there. When I walk into sickness, goodness and mercy is there. When I walk into failure or a mistake, goodness and mercy is there. When I walk into a valley, goodness and mercy is there. So whenever you find yourself in crisis or challenge or calamity, I want you to start looking around because there is goodness and there is mercy around you. There's an opportunity for you to show love in this pandemic. There's an opportunity for you to receive love in this pandemic. There's an opportunity for you to expand community in this pandemic. There's an opportunity for you to gain a deeper revelation of who God is and what she has done and how she desires to move in this pandemic goodness and mercy are always present even especially in the midst of catastrophe calamity and crisis this is a familiar passage of scripture but i hope you hear it this morning with fresh eyes fresh ears and I hope you put it upon your lips freshly to speak words of liberation in a time of marginalization, to speak words of faith in a time of fear, and to speak words of wisdom in a time of warfare. Beloved, we have phenomenal promises in our passage today. I know that the valley is deep and it is dark, but God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. Fear must not have the final say, for it must give way to our acknowledgement of God's continued goodness and mercy. Christ is our shepherd. We celebrate that on this Sunday. Christ guides us, leads us, and restores us. Thanks be to God.
you to hold it up to your screen as we give thanks for our baptism. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. Holy God, you are the river of life. You are the everlasting wellspring. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Glory to you for Lake Michigan, for oceans, for rivers and streams. Your waters are below us, around us, above us. Our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Praise to you for your saving waters. Noah and the animals survived the flood. The Israelites escape through the sea, and Jesus is baptized in the Jordan. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Through this water, remind us of our baptism. Breathe your spirit into all who are gathered here and into all creation. Wash away the sin within us and drown the evil around us. Shower us with your spirit, that your forgiveness, grace, and love may be renewed in our lives. To you be given honor and praise through Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen.
I invite you to take your fingers, dip them in your water, make the sign of the cross on your body or on one another's foreheads. seems premature, but it is time for us to bid farewell and Godspeed to our MIC seminarians who have been with us this past academic year. So let us do that together. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Melissa, Reed, Sarah, and Troy, as you leave our community of faith, having served us as seminarians this academic year, we wish to bid you farewell. We give thanks for all of the gifts that you have brought to us, the gifts of creativity and creation care and rest and song, and all of the ways in which you've invited our vulnerability to be shared on a much deeper level in our community. We give thanks. When you came to this community, we rejoiced to welcome you into the mission we share as the people of God. In this community, you have come to know and to share in God's loving purpose for you and for all creation. God has blessed you in this community 
God has blessed us through you. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the work and the witness of your servants, Melissa, Reed, Sarah, and Troy, who have enriched this community and shared their gifts with us. Now bless and preserve them at this time of transition. Day by day, guide them and give them what is needed, friends to cheer their way, and a clear vision of that to which you are calling them now. By your Holy Spirit, be present in their pilgrimage, that they may travel with the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Before we share some virtual applause, I'm going to invite each of the four seminarians to tell us what they will be doing this coming summer and fall. So we had two students assigned predominantly to HT Loop. So Reed, why don't you go first? Yes. Um, so I will be moving to New York City for my internship um, to serve at St. John's Lutheran Church on Christopher Street. Um, so this summer will be preparation for that move, and then I will start on August 1st. Thank you, Reed. And Sarah? I will be moving to Naples, Florida for my internship, where I will be serving at Christus Victor Lutheran Church. Thank you. And we've had two students predominantly at our Lakeview site. Uh, Melissa? I will be staying in Chicago through the summer and the fall to do um, some supply preaching and finishing my studies um, this year. So you'll see me popping in and out of Holy Trinity as well. And finally, Troy. I am moving to be uh, living with my family for the summer in Pennsylvania. I'm hopefully going to find a job so I can earn some money to pay off that tuition debt. <laughs> and then next fall, I will be in Alpena, Michigan for my internship. Thank you. Holy Trinity has a 20-year history of having um, second-year seminarians, and it's always a poignant time to say farewell, but particularly this year where we can't actually be together to applaud and to embrace one another, but we'll do the best we can with this virtual applause. Let's put your hands together, everyone. And blessings to you all. It is so good to gather today on the Lord's Day um, and to see that Zoom worship can actually work. I'd like to... Um, point out a couple announcements for this morning. Um, first of all, let me see here. Take just a second for that to go up. Um, <laughs> uh, we will be having a forum following worship today led by Reed, our, one of our seminarians from HT Loop, part of his project this year on Call to Create, the whole theme of being creative, especially during this time of pandemic. So immediately following worship, there'll be a, a 10 or 15 minute 
virtual social time coffee hour, and then we'll continue with the forum led by Reed, and we hope you can stay for that. Please note you're all invited to join via Zoom our anti-racism monthly meeting as part of a two-year initiative with our Synod. There's information, all of this is on our website under news and announcements. Then next Wednesday, our Wednesday forum will talk about sac sacraments, ritual and pastoral care in a time of quarantine, especially the issue that is before many congregations of what do we do about communion and what are some of the reasons that folks are having communion online and other folks or other denominations or other congregations are not. Note the fiber arts group that you can be a part of, the forum next Sunday on spirituality of nurture led by Carol Schickel and Carol Weigelt from our Spiritual Life Center. We thank you for your financial support as we continue to do ministry online via Zoom in many ways. Many of you give online, others of you send in checks, Others of you serve and connect with us in many ways. And we thank you for your generosity, especially those who are supporting us through the Elvina Moan Social Justice Fund and how we can reach out to people who are particularly vulnerable. So again, thank you for your offering. That is what would normally be done this time of the worship service. And finally, who knew that a sermon could be so inspiring on Zoom and we could have the energy that Jamie brought us this morning. So Jamie's going to tell us just a few more things about the Lighthouse Foundation and Church. Sure. So Lighthouse Foundation advances justice for Black LGBTQ plus people across Chicagoland through empowerment, education, and entertainment. Um, and from the very beginning, Holy Trinity members have been a part of Lighthouse Foundation, a part of our organizing work, a part of our events. I particularly want to acknowledge and affirm Carrie Fleming. Carrie has been with the foundation from the very beginning. When we went to the Chicago Police Board to seek justice, when we have met at Lighthouse North Side to organize, when we have gone to Center on Halstead to protest, Carrie has been there with us. And so I want to say in front of his entire faith community, thank you, Carrie, for being so faithful. Um, I also want to acknowledge Anna and John Flowers, who have also been there with us. And there have been other congregants from Holy Trinity that have come to some of our um, events. I am so grateful for the love and the compassion of this congregation. And at a time when many people are turning insular only, Holy Trinity is doing the hard work of being both insular and external, working on home as well as collaboration. I thought that um, my invitation was going to be canceled because we were in the midst of a pandemic, but your pastor, Craig Mueller, said, no, this is more of a reason to have you come and to preach. So I thank God Craig, for your visionary leadership, and I also thank your entire congregation for financially supporting the work of the foundation as well as the coming out to our events. And we have a June 6th conversation coming up from 12 noon to 2 p.m. where we're going to talk about how to utilize pandemic experiences to understand difference. We're going to build on a conversation that we just had yesterday, and I hope to see more Holy Trinity parishioners at that conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jamie. We continue now with the intercessions.
Penned up in our homes, but united in one flock of believers, we pray for the church, the earth, the world, and all in need, asking God, our shepherd, using the words, restore our life. For the church, O oh God, we pray that we will hear and follow your voice calling to us in the word, that bishops and pastors be sustained for their shepherding tasks, that churches devastated by the virus be upheld, that in this time, churches find ways to continue their ministries of education and service. O oh God, faithful shepherd of the church, Restore our life. For the earth, we pray, that lands and waters be renewed, that animals and plants enjoy safe growth, that rain and soil nurture the fields, that drought and floods in Yemen be averted, and locusts of Kenya cease their frenzy. O oh God, steadfast gardener of the earth, restore, restore our life. For the nations of the world, we pray, that heads of state and legislators cooperate for the good of all, that medical experts be heeded, that government monies serve the nation's greatest needs, that during Ramadan, our Muslim siblings are granted release from prejudice. O oh God, fearless peacemaker of the nations, restore, restore our life. For a world so economically divided, we pray that the millions of those unemployed be given food and shelter now and jobs in the future, that children find a fruitful means of education, that refugees be safeguarded from violence and prejudice, that, inspired by the early Christians, those who have means become ever more generous to those who endure great want. O God, just protector of the poor, restore, restore our, our life. life. For all in need, we pray that those afflicted with the coronavirus be cared for, that the sick be healed, that those in despair find hope, that those who are lonely are comforted, that medical workers be safeguarded, that Michael Schnell and those we name here receive the best possible care. You may unmute yourself to name specific persons and then remute yourself again. Matthew Blancet. Nina. No Lila. Linda. Debbie. Cheryl. Allison. Gabriel. Oh God, mighty healer of the sick, restore, restore our life. For our own desires, we pray that like the shepherds, Rachel and David, each tending their father's flocks, 
we will be blessed for the fulfilling of our tasks and that you hear the cries of our hearts. O God, tender shepherd of each of us, restore our life. We praise you for those who have died in the faith, remembering this week Monica, Julian of Norwich, Nikolaus Zinzendorf, and those we name before you here. You may unmute yourself to name loved ones who have died and then remute yourself again. No. Anita, Cheryl. Anne. Anne. Lauren. Connie, Marion, Ronald, Lucille, Charles, we pray that at our end, as sheep of your own fold, as lambs of your own flock, we will be gathered into your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. O oh God, gateway to life, restore our life. Into your everlasting arms, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your care for us. Through Jesus Christ, our guardian and friend. Amen. Baptized into Christ's death and resurrection, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Christ, the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, draw you and all who hear his voice to be one flock within the fold and the blessing of the Holy Trinity, one God, be with you and remain with you forever. Amen.
Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. You are the risen body of Christ in the world. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.